Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday episode! And we got ass juices everywhere. We talk about Fat Slut last night, which was incredible. We talk about Dipper getting a, a, a lap dance from a young boy with braces. <sighs> Grown up man, over 21. We talk about Florida, uh, Puerto Vallarta. We talk about... Um, uh, being successful, what it means to what be successful. What success means. Um, and then we take voicemails and we talk about possibly reviewing the Titans. So get into this episode. And also, if you're going to be in Puerto Vallarta for the weekend of the 29th and 30th, please, please, please go to thedilfparty.com and come to the Dilf Party Black Party. I'm going to be there. Goodbye. Goodbye. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you soft, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. I'm sorry, Big Dipper, move on, move on. That's Big Dipper. Hello. Hello. How are you? Things have been really wild and crazy for you. Yes. Won't stop. Can't stop. Don't stop. Mama, stop. I was in Florida. Oh, I'm about to go to Mexico. My God. You did go to Florida. I went to Florida, too. I've been out of town. This is my only weekend I've been in town for the last two months, basically. Um. Oh no, I was in town. No month. I don't know. It's too much. Well, you're definitely sober. Oh no, I got fucking wasted at Fat Slut last night. Actually, not wasted, but I did have a few cocktails. It was the wildest Fat Slut I've ever had. Wilder than than um Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I w- I was just thinking. I was like. You did Atlanta, then you went to Florida. I'm about to go to Florida. There's a lot, a lot of travel happening. What, Mama, we're back in the skies, the friendly blue skies. Oh Give me God. my wings. I might as well. At this point, I've had enough flight hours to fly the plane. Do you think that if you hit the little the little ding up top and the flight attendant came over, um, they would give you wings? If you said, you know, I want some of those little, fl- I want to be a pilot wings. I want it. Um, they'd be like, sir, you are in your 30s. Please. That is for babies. That's for babies. That's, That's for, for little, little babies. babies. You know, I was I was just on a flight recently where a um a couple got wings for their little baby. I was about to just start complaining about flying, but I'm not going to do it. But it wasn't a great flight. Well, tell me about Fat Slut because you are very excited about that. Fat Slut was so fun. This time we had Dolly, um, Abora from the upcoming Titan season of Dragula okay. and um, Malicious Cunt and Black Tea. Mama. Ooh. 
It was cunty. Black Teeth opened the show covered in glitter. And I she was telling me at one point, I didn't understand she was explaining to me the application process, which was rubbing her body with Vaseline and then dropping the glitter on it. Because we were talking about, I was like, Violet Tchotchke did like full glitter body one Halloween. Yes. But apparently yes. she did, It hers was prosaid. And glitter in a bathtub. And I saw her. She was at an after hours party that night at my friend's apartment. And she was standing because she couldn't sit on anything. But I was like, aren't you afraid that glitter is going to come off? And she was like, if it was going to come off, it would have already come off. If it was going to come off, mama, it was already going to come off. It would have. Because it was glued to her body. Anyway, Black Tea starts rolling around on the stage. And I look down and I go, why are there just streaks of glitter? And like Uh... slippery... And it wasn't, I think the application is Vaseline, which is so wild to me. Well, I bet it makes for, you know, easy clean. Yeah. And right? also, a shocker. Uh, yeah, I think it washes right off. Um, Sashir and Nicole and um, some other people of our friends showed up. Oh, that's fun. Just to watch. Uh, and it was wonderful. We love a hangout gal. A but hangout yeah, the crew. sexy food eating competition was one of the most insane. This time someone, again... Just pull. I kept screaming like, "I need contestants who'll fuck a cake." And then when this guy fucked the cake, like pulled his jockstrap down and fucked the cake on stage, I was like, "Oh, hard dick! This, this party's gonna get shut down." No, not a hard dick. Could you imagine ha- having a hard dick? Like, I feel like that's something you'd have to maintain. Like, you would need to get it hard and then enter the stage and then just keep it hard. With a little okay, I, I have, you know, in my time. Gone to like a a sex club or a sex party. Yeah, didn't you recently just go to a strip club? I did, but um, you know how like were they hard? Well, no, but the the thing of like once you get your dick hard, some people like to hold on to that boner, and so at like a at like a both both physically like, both on, literally. Like- yeah, and, and metaphorically, metaphorically, they want to keep it, um, you know, because some people are like, oh, once I get there, I've got to stay there. And other people are like, oh, I'll get hard no. while I'm like, you know. Mama, once I get there, I got to stay there. Stay there. <laughs> so if it was going to fall off, <laughs> it would have fallen off. So there is definitely a phenomenon of not a phenomenon, a, definitely a trend, definitely like a an experience where if you look around as people are like roaming the halls of like the sex club or the bathhouse, they like keep some of them just like tap on it. I like the um this one the pull the they're, they're like pulling it away from their body like overhand as Delta would say. Delta always talks about that, but I mean like they're like they're clothed. Or they like have a towel, oh. so they just like literally are like tapping on it, or they have like their hand down their pants, but they're not doing the full jerk off because they have their shorts on still or whatever. So they're just trying to like keep it awake. You know, it's like when you're like uploading. Keep it a, awake. You know when you're like uploading a file. You gotta keep touching it. You gotta keep the computer touching because like it during shuts down. like during COVID when people were working from home, they were downloading so many like apps and things to make their mouse keep moving. You yes. gotta do that, but for your dick. Yes, yes. So you got to work from home on that cock, honey. <laughs> so my thought would be, if someone wanted to hit the stage and be hard, they would have to do a little tap or something. Oh yeah, that's what I was like. They going. would definitely need to go into the back and get it. But there are go-go dancers who maintain. 
or well, maintain okay. semi-hard. I fucking love go-go dancers. They're all so crazy. Um, the Not in a bad way, just like so fun to be around. But what about the strip club? You went to the new Jalisco. I have okay. plans on going there because I wanted to poach some of those dancers for Fat Slut. So it, on Thursday nights at the new Jalisco bar downtown... There is a male entertainment Where show. I famously got into a fight with a Lady Gaga impersonator. Judas? No, 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 no. This was much older than Judas. Judah! Judah! Judah ah, ah, ah. Wait, so but did you get in a fight on a Thursday night at the male entertainment review? No, it was a drag night. It was mm-hmm. when I was, remember when I did the uh, bar crawls from bar to bar to all the gay bars in downtown? We hit like yes. five bars. We went there, and it was time to move on to the next bar, but she was holding the os- the audience hostage doing just, like, she just put on a Lady Gaga playlist and was just mm. lip-syncing to every song, but not really lip-syncing because she didn't know the words. She was holding a microphone in front of her mouth. And so eventually I just got up, walked onto the stage, and stood in front of her, and I was like, it's time to go! And she, like, <laughs> basically crawled my, like, this little old lady crawled on my body. Not little old lady. Anyway, talk about these strippers, because you know I'm super into strip clubs now. I want to open one. So now here's the deal. The show's at midnight. No. (laughs) I showed up at like 12.10, and someone was in the middle of their dance. And then when his dance was over, they were like, okay, that was our first half of the show. We'll be back after a short break. And I was like, oh, so maybe you start at 11.30. Like, I, you, miss, I missed but, it, and or, then I hung do you out, believe and I that got, the, Do you believe in life after... After strength? love? Okay, continue. What's your question? Do you think that maybe the, sh- the first act is just 10 minutes long? It could be, because I, w- I was trying to understand what it was. Like, his number was lengthy. 10 to 15 minutes. Well, how it was, was the cock? It was... Lengthy as well, you know what I mean? It was a mega mix of stripping songs. And he went from, I saw him shirtless, white jeans, cowboy hat. Jeans came down, red briefs. Then the awkward moment when the shoes came off and the pants came off and then the shoes had to go back on. You don't want to get that foot on that dirty floor. It was, there's no way to do that except for rigging your pants with snaps up and down both sides. Yeah, basketball tearaway pants. It has to be that, but how do you do like jeans like that? You take them to a tailor and they install snaps. They cut them up. They hem it or Velcro, but snaps are better. Snaps would have been better because he, very commanding, very sensual, like very good. And then that awkward moment when like he pulled the pants down and then he like kicked his shoes off and then you're like what kind of socks are you wearing wearing those little booty socks that don't actually they're not full socks which is like just so dumb what do you and mean then, little boot that an ankle sock is a is a sock not even an ankle what's the one that's less than an ankle oh no you mean like it's like it go it just covers the toes and the roof of your foot is available and the <laughs> the roof of your foot so someone could come on it yeah. and then, and then glaze. the glaze <laughs> um and so like it was just so awkward like he was so like 
in his body and very what i appreciate about this show is like it's at a gay club there are tons of women there these strippers a lot of them i think are gay for pay or just strip for pay not even gay not even close to gay but they give the men and the women and anybody tons of attention here's my thing i don't know if i like that fake forced attention i don't know if my brain can like decipher that as being like I'm like, your job is to do this. Also, this was my problem. Too hard. A lot of twinks. A lot of twinks. I walked in and I scanned the room and I was like, there's only two of them that I'm remotely interested in. And three different twinks came up all smiley. Hi, how are you? Touching my leg. You know, and I said like, oh, I'm good. Thank you. And the guy, he was speaking Spanish. And I was like, no, I'm okay. No problem. And he was like no English and then he just like kept sort of riding on me so I just like tipped him and I gave him that good double tap like I'm all right like tap and he, tap and then he put his butt out and was like he harder. like didn't and I was like okay here's a nut like here's more tips just goodbye well that's that's he had his, braces that's his like, grip I was like you're what's too wrong young. with having braces oh too young it made for him you. look younger because of his twink status you know what I mean I just did you just see me throw my phone across the room because it was like I was just getting too many text messages. Who um, was dinging? I don't. It's just multiple people. I don't know. I'm thinking about getting a separate phone and using that new number as my real number and slowly weeding people out. Thoughts? I don't think you get that many texts. I think you just hate texts. Correct. So if I could, in any way, get further you're, you're away from me, having you're the text, give people. me the old number. You're gonna say no. You know it. what's crazy is that you would probably it would be you, Michael, Pinche, Cabrina, and that I'm fine. Nicole, well, Sha- no, Nicole, account? no, because now I'm like Nicole, Sashir, Cheyenne, Lauren, Mame. Yeah, you got friends. The problem is the people who you're not friends with that you gave your number to. Correct. <laughs> You've got that. Correct. You know whose phone number I do have? Mr. Dolly. Mama, he did the number with the candy corn in the crotch and was like feeding it to the audience. From the show? From the show. So I, but like not, clearly not that performance because he didn't have like the big room and like all the stuff. And very nice of them. They didn't use a uh, confetti cannon. I know like most clubs are really annoyed with those now. I used to be obsessed with using them. Anyway. They were amazing. I ate one of the candy corns warm and hard. Warm, like from the from the crotch. From the crotch. Also, they performed Eminem. I never thought I would see a, an Eminem performance in a gay club, and it was amazing. Oh, okay. Do you think you would have approved it? I, you know, I'm pretty lenient about Dolly is so fucking Dolly is so good. I couldn't say no to it. I can't say no to anybody that I book. I can only try to steer them in the direction that I want them to go is what I've decided. I'm just a girl who can't say no. I'm in a terrible fix. You know that song? From Annie Oakley. Oh, yeah. I think her. No, I said Annie, but it's Oklahoma. Yeah, but I don't think her name is Annie Oakley. No. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm fine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
No, really. How would you use it, baby? Bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm-hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. everyone <laughs> hello listeners boy do we have an opportunity for you yes if you're going to be in puerto vallarta for the black party weekend that is october 29th and 30th please go to the dilf party.com and then check that out dilf party.com and there you can check for details on all the parties that are going to be happening now if you're going to be there and you would like to see me i'm going to be hosting the saturday night costume party at the blue chairs rooftop and sunday i'll be doing the drag brunch it's going just, to be just just uh, to clarify so fun and good it's the dilf party.com yes as, as i said the dilf party.com events Oh, look at all these upcoming events. Yes, it's DILF Puerto Puerto Vallarta Black Party Weekend. And you know what I like about a black party? Lights are off, I believe, and it's real handsy. Yeah, no, this says men's jock underwear parties, a VIP boat cruise and private beach party, rooftop resort party, Halloween drag brunch. I will be doing the drag brunch on that Sunday. Get Get on the boat. The banana boat. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there for it. Well, I'm... Yes. Uh, Yes. And then Saturday, I'll be hanging out, partying, and we're going to do the costume party. And you can win a big prize. And I got to tell you, I've been to DILF parties here in LA and didn't realize that that was the party that I was working for. (laughs) And then when we... I went to the DILF party when I was in Florida with our favorite listener, Boomer Banks. We yes, Boomer keeps popping up everywhere. He keeps popping up everywhere, and I'm obsessed. He is such a good time. Um, and then Jada was there, of course. Also, we didn't even talk about this, but like I got to hang out with Jada all weekend, basically. How are your ears? They're fabulous. Um, 
it did it did get loud when we when I did drive her to her hotel from the Arrow. Not loud. I just say she talks a mile a minute. She's That's what I was about to say. The whole ride from the airport to WeHo, which isn't that long. She was when, giving me up, downs, telling me everything. Up, downs, I, I like. I did not even need to speak. And if I did speak, she would just look at me and be like, mm-hmm. And, like it, I felt seen and heard. And then she would continue on with what she had to say. And I said, good. I love it. The incredible thing, when we were at, earlier this week, Jada and Heidi were in studio for a bit, which is very exciting. I know. I saw them there. Heidi was in that fucking wig. So, yes, and Georges came through and Crystal Method. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff happening on Holland Closet now that they're not touring all the time, which is very nice. But you were there and we were outside and Jada was like, oh, yeah. Because I was like, look at look at uh, Meatball's custom license plate. And she was like, oh, yeah, I've been in that car. And I was like, was it full of trash when you got it? It was. She says, it sure was. It absolutely was. I I told I almost didn't offer her a ride home because I was like normally I clean it out if I know someone's coming right of course and it was just parked there like holding a bunch of trash and I was like girl I'm gonna tell you the car looks like a hoarder and then she got in she was like no it's not that bad I've been in worse cars and then um she right as she said that you could hear the sound of like cans crinkling around her feet because there's just so many fucking Lacroix bottles in there she's such a good time. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, so she just did the Dilf party too, and um, it was crazy. Just circuit parties are crazy. Did they play Sandstorm? No, DJ James Anthony did not play Sandstorm. Did you see Cox out? I did. I did because we were. If I gotta say this, if you're going to the Dilf party, you gotta get a VIP ticket because the VIP area is where it's at. Is that where the dark room That's is? That's where there's... There's no dark room. It's just... Cock out. Cock out. I don't know if we should say that. Why not? Are we failed? <laughs> All right. Do you, do you think this is true? I... There's a recent comment on one of our videos that struck a chord with me because... I really had to think about it. I was like, am I a failed... Gay entertainer. Now, I wanna, I wanna do like I wanna like preface this right, or I would. This is here's the analysis. We live in a world in which you are a drag queen and you've made a name for yourself. You throw parties. You have the podcast. You have an iconic look that people know. People know who you are, and you pay your bills as an entertainer. You have worked with big brands, you've shot big, like you've shot music videos and TV shows and movies and things where you've been cast, you've been paid. Yeah, not an extra, I get lines from networks. So that exists, right? But is that? And then Drag Race exists and they, because of queens who've been on TV, they have massive exposure that other people don't get just from doing their own shit. And they are able to like make a different kind of money and have different opportunities because just their name skyrockets higher because of being on that TV show. Mm-hmm. Now, because you aren't as famous as other people does not make you failed. 
No, and I understand that. And and to a certain degree, and I don't want, like, money to be what is considered what is successful. But I think, I don't know what other form of failed this person was describing. Like, well... Because it's, it's not a money thing. If it was a money thing, it's like, yeah, no, I'm, of course I'm not failed. I make more than a, a lot of the drag race girls do. Because, like, just because they were on the show doesn't mean they did shit. And it also means they don't have, like, the drive to do shit. The other thing is, like, there are plenty of people who maybe have tons and tons of followers on the internet. But that's not how they make their money. They like do it as a little but side hustle. They like run like, an account or do something, but, but then they like, still have a day job. I I understand that, but the the comment was specific. Also, this person hates us. Like on the new YouTube app on my phone, I could just click on the comment and it showed me all the other comments that this person has put on the Mom Network thing, and every single one of them is on one of it's just sloppy seconds, and they're all just mean comments i don't know why we're giving this person so much air but it's like in what in what way to them are we failed entertainers was it because we were talking about how we all went to school to be in theater and now none of us do theater have we failed our like college selves by not becoming the big famous broadway star we thought we were gonna be or like i don't understand like because to me when i look around i'm like i don't know i'm I don't feel like a failure. I feel like a success. I'm literally able to pay all my bills based off dressing up like a lady and I get to trap, like I get to do everything that I've ever wanted to do basically. Right. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Also like, you know, yeah, I think, and I think if you talk to, um, you know, why I'm not a failure is because I don't have to sit at a fucking, no offense to people that have desk jobs, but that's not something I ever wanted. I'm able to like literally pay my bills by just existing as myself and like doing character stuff and being crazy. To Chelsea, me, Chelsea from Sausage. To me, be like being, I'm a successful me. Like I'm good at being me and people pay me to be me. So it's me, like, I me, am it's, me. It's me. I am, I am me. No, I think this brings it's up a good point. Me. I, I, I think. Uh, this brings up a good point, which is like, if, if you like, what is a measure of success? Like, how do you, everyone's form and vision of success is different and what they're projecting onto us, like their version of what success would be, which is like, what being a gay, like what, what is, what is a successful gay entertainer? I think the interesting thing here is, like you said, success is a moving target because there are people, I know plenty of people, we both know people, like fucking Nicole. Nicole is incredibly successful. Yes. But she doesn't have an Emmy yet. She wants an Emmy, right? So that's like... She's been putting up on the sides of buildings. Right. So that's like the next rung on the ladder. So like there are two different things, right? There's like goals and achievements and like like milestones that you want to achieve. And then there's the idea of success. I've said this for a really long time. The fact that I live it, live in a world where my creative ideas, I put them out into the world. People are interested enough to want to work with me, to recruit me, to be on their teams for projects and also to pay me to like perform. That's incredibly successful. There are so many recording artists and musicians out there who like, you know, 
who who make music and then they just sit at home and they have to come up with some other way to make money, right? Or they have to come up with some other way to to uh uh It just keeps on seeming like it's going back to like money and I don't understand like no Well, we Sorry, live in going. a capitalist society. Yes. So it 100% comes back to money. Um if Well, then we I'm did, successful, honey. If we I'm in have, my guest room. If we didn't have to worry about money, I think it would come back to um happiness and also come back to like respect from the community which i know like as a producer in the past two years i get a lot of messages that go like i see what you're up to i see all those mom podcasts over there i know who you work with like and that never used to be the case for me and so now i realize that like i do have like a little bit of a reputation and that feels really good because it feels like when when I contribute ideas or I want to work on something, people listen, where before I felt like I was always having to prove myself. So that's a measure to me of success because you don't have to convince people that you're worthwhile. Correct. I don't and spend that doesn't any, have to do with money. That's why I think this comment kind of like blew me out of the water because I was like, I've never stopped and thought. Am I successful? Like, that's not... A, mm. Am I failing at doing my thing? I'm too... I, I'm too worried about, like, actually creating work. Right. To, like, worry about, like... I do, do, When I create a, a new number or a new look, do I think to myself, is this going to go over well? Is this going to be good or bad? Of course. Are people going to like this? And so I guess in those small moments, those are failures or successes. If someone compliments me, that's a success. If someone's like, ooh, this could be a little bit better, it's like, you're right. So th- I failed at this one portion of this thing. Okay. So can I give – this is like well, – I know we're giving like – we're not we're giving, being as we're like too much. wild zap, funny entertainment, whatever. But let me give this one other thing and then we'll get off this topic. I knew a couple people who were on that Heather's show. Mm-hmm. And so that show, if you don't know, they filmed Wait, it. Wait, I just met one of the girl. I should text her. See if she'll come do the pot. Well, I'll do it in a minute. Okay. Do you want me to tell the story? Or yeah, just... go for it. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, if you don't know, this was a a remake of the film Heather's that was turned into a TV show, but it, it sort of surrounded the, the, a lot of the themes surrounded like a school shooting and violence, which is obviously an American theme that happens all the time because we're a fucked country with gun violence. But basically they filmed the entire thing. They started the press rollout, the cast Many of the people on the cast had done one or two little TV bits, but this was going to be like their vehicle. They were at the MTV Music Awards. They were doing press. They were traveling around. All of a sudden, like people who we used to just like see at Akbar being normal were like wearing red carpet looks and at premieres because this show, it was like a network show that had like the full like Viacom support behind it or whatever, right? So you all of a sudden saw these people skyrocketing to like, oh, they're on the Today Show promoting the show that's coming out in two weeks. Then the show got pulled. So you can find it on the internet. I think it aired in other countries because they were trying to get their money and their investment back. But there are no plans for that show to air ever, like on an in an American audience. All that background noise. People are racing ATVs up and down my street because it's a hill. So they 
do it and sometimes it shakes the building and then the car alarms go off so there's a little bit what if i was like i'm farting i would have taken i would have loved that answer. i'm just ripping ass so anyhow blah 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 but i remember saying oh wow those people got a hollywood opportunity and made it they're successful they've leveled up now everyone's gonna know who they are it's gonna turn into this other thing you know and then the show got pulled and so to me there's a different mark of like all those people individually are great actors good comedians talented people and they can continue to like do fun and great things like on an independent level but this was like leveling them up in a crazy way but then it just got pulled out from under them so the the thing that i love about what we do is that it is self-generated mm-hmm. and so that is a really successful scenario to be in but again i've been looking at old episodes of veep and, you know, all of the plot points there turn on a dime. Like one person who has the tiniest bit more power says, actually, I've changed my mind. And all these heads roll and these dominoes fall. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot about the entertainment industry, too. It's like if one person goes, oh, no, I didn't like the way they had, you know, they like got me a coffee. We're not going to do their idea. And then all these people whose dreams are tethered to that one script. You know, anyhow, Jesus. anyhow, you got bored about 10 minutes ago. No. Well, I know that story and I know who we're talking about. So it was, but I, let's move on. Okay. Do you see what else I have there on the outline? Yes, but I didn't do any research, but apparently we, when we were talking to Tim, we talked about Ellen Stardust Diner, uh-huh. and someone in Twitter posted that there was... I got DMs. I can show oh. them. Oh, okay. Yeah, please. So there was a bunch of Ellen Stardust Diner scandals. So we talked pretty flippantly about Broadway, but apparently... Oh, yeah. Apparently a lot of people got upset about it. <laughs> so basically... Oh, my God. So many DMs. First off, Ellen Stardust is the kind of meat grinder that takes kids with dreams fresh off the boat from Iowa and squeezes all the magic from them to sell $20 frozen chicken fingers. Yep. Drag. Drag. Them. Okay, there's two different things here. One is like a casting couch scandal that I think is like very wild and we definitely need to get into. But let's focus on the Ellen Stardust just for a moment. Um, Ellen Stardust Nick. is the worst place on earth. Okay, work. <laughs> um, here and in fact, Meatball, I have a voicemail. I'm, I'm still mad about those sliders they gave me. It was just three full sized hamburgers with nothing on them. I, I, when I say nothing, I mean just a piece of American cheese. Here we go. There was no ketchup. Okay. Hey friends, here's something sloppy. Y'all should do a Google at Ellen Stardust Niner. Speaking of somebody who in between international chores would work uh, the Friday, Saturday shifts till 1 a.m. and then get up and do the brunch on Sunday, get there at 6 a.m. They've been sued so many times by all of the poor kids that work there. You tell everyone that you're going to go work on Broadway and then after a year there, you're like, oh, I should have been more specific. They've stolen so many wages. It's run by a criminal family called the Sturms. When he died, we all cheered in the restaurant and sang Ding Dong, the witch is dead, but now his kids run it. They've been sued for physical abuse, sexual abuse, 
Wait a second. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's where dreams go to die. Anyway, I love you. Whoa! So I guess the little TikTok videos are doing a lot of image uh, restoration for Ellen Stardust. We were over here believing uh, how fun. It was a good time. Yeah, we thought it was fun. But, you know, when I think about it, like, places like that are just mills for, like, young talent. It's a way to get them in and out. It's kind of like what I think, mm, never mind, I don't want to piss off more people. Kind of what I like thinking about people who work at theme parks. Chuck E. Cheese. Or that. Anything where they're like, oh, you're young, it's a chance. It's a chance for you to be... No, someone has to put on that mouse costume and walk around. And anytime a kid tries to walk up and hug them, they have to go, please, no hugs. You know what the E stands for. They're not allowed to... Entertainment. Chuck Entertainment. Charles Entertainment. Cheese is his full name. That is uh, correct. Um, but I feel that way about... Sometimes I hear from people that worked at like Disney theme parks that they'll just like overwork you, overwork you, overwork you, and then fire you. It's... It's a racket. It's dog, it's doggy dog out there, and they want their money. Let's take a break. And we're. I I don't have a voice because of fat slot last night. All right, but people, I did have a Negroni Spagliato, Spagliati, Spagliata, Spagliato, and it's fine. I used to drink Negronis all the time, but um, if you drink too many of them and you vomit, it's red and it looks like blood. And I was tired of seeing red vomit all the time. Also, Campari is like hard to drink, you know. I what were we talking about? Uh, hey, you fucks. Just review Titans. Please review Titans. Apparently, you guys are back on your bullshit, and Dipper's telling the most dramatic sex story yet, and just just, just do it. Oh, my God. Even if you, like, can't get guests, it's fine. The rapport is great. You guys are great. Oh, just we listen have a good to the damn, Just watch the damn series. It's cool. It will be wow. cool. Even if Beatball's antagonizing the Boulets the entire time, we love it. We want to listen to it. We want to hear what you have to say. Um, unless you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But survey says at least one more person wants you guys to review Titans. So, yeah. Goodbye. I think we should because I watched the trailer and I got to say something nice. It seemed like the little Boulet brothers maybe took an acting class or something. There is more levels in the way they're speaking. Like, their vocalization is better. You know what I mean? They're giving us ups and downs. Successful drag queens. Yes, that's a successful lady. Or two brothers. The incest brothers. We'll review it. Yeah, let's do it. I love Abora, so I'll watch them to the end of the world and back. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to see really those, good like, slow motion videos where they spit out blood and touch slime. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, the close ups. Yeah, I mean, listen, it every season is only going to get better as they go. You know? You know. 
But eventually they're gonna they're gonna need to stop doing all star seasons and start casting some new girls because this is what the third time that it's been just like the same group of people. Moving on. Well, okay. So speaking of failed and success, I I recently got starstruck talking to someone, and I hated it because it's like a person that I have known that I've talked to before. Who was it? But I like in Ooh. speaking to them, it was just on the phone in speaking to them. I got like, I felt like really I couldn't think clearly and I got like kind of distracted. And then I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And I was like, wait, did I like say everything I needed to say? It really threw me off. And I was like, that sucks. Don't do that. Who was it that you it, mild, who, please? Mild, please. Please send in the chat who it was so I can understand. Because you okay. don't get nervous or starstruck about anybody ever. I mean, we've, I think uh, I, neither of we've literally really. Yeah, I think we we had to talk on the phone for this thing that's coming up, and it just like they were so just like regular, and I was like, uh, like I got really weird. Oh, I like them. Um, yeah, me too. Like, what are you talking about? Like, of course. I got starstruck when I was talking to some, like, one of my favorite, favorite actors at that, that party I went to with Michael. And I, like, could not just stop. I was right. just like, I didn't say anything about their acting. I just, like, couldn't let, I could not, I was weird. I was I weird. Think, I think it's interesting. Okay. And this brings up an interesting point. We went. You and I were texting about, so we went and see, we went and saw Trix and Katya do their live show. And Great. then you were texting with me about Kid Fury from The Read was talking about. Oh, the how, Trixie impersonator sitting in front of him. Right. And then he left at intermission because he was blocked by the wig. Well, yeah. And then footage appeared of the Trixie impersonator at the meet and greet with Trixie and Katya. And they were like talking. And Trixie and Katya have talked openly about how people say, you know, it's not kids say the darndest things. It's like fans say the meanest things at the yeah. meet and greet. And I've been thinking a lot about that because I'm like, you would be excited to talk to the person. But Nicole says this happens to her all the time because people will sit at home and binge watch Nailed It. But it's a one-sided conversation. Yes. They feel like Nicole is in their living room. They feel like Trix and Katya are in their living room. And then when they speak to them, they're like, oh, no, I'm actually used to just consuming you. So I'm just going to spit out the only thing that I find interesting about myself, which is my mom died last night. Right. Or I'm just going to say something awful because I hear you guys doing it as a joke. Or I'm just going to, like, make a reference to episode two of Nailed It and expect you to remember what it is. Could you imagine? Yeah. When people make references to this podcast, I'm like, I don't remember saying that. But, like, for Nicole, <laughs> the amount of content that is out there. There might be more content of Katya and Trixie and, like, uh, their touring stuff. The amount of stuff that they've spoken into the world and people expect them to remember everything. Right. Exactly. 
And so, it, uh, you know, it is interesting because we end up meeting a lot of people and interacting with a lot of people. I'm like, if you treat them too regular, then they don't feel special. And then if you treat them too special, they feel like they're dealing with a fan. And then if you actually are a fan of what they do, how do you, like, temper your expectation? It w- it, it just threw me off guard because I, like, wasn't – you like – I've, I've interacted with so many people and I've been very regular with so many of them. I was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's also weird because like we've had them, we've talked to them before. Anyway, continue on. Okay, I want to read an email that we received. Hi guys, recently found your podcast and I've been making my way, making my way downtown, downtown. walking fast, faces past and I'm home now. I'm always curious about your note choice. Like when I start the song at a certain place on the scale, where we'll, you, we'll call where'd it, you start, where we'll call you start, where you start, we'll call it the Richter scale. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I started it at making my way downtown. Walking fast. There you go. That's not what you did the first time. Faces. Well, because I can't do that. No. Faces pass. And I'm homebound. I've been making my way through the back catalog. I'm a twink. And I'm only really interested in fat slash slutty. Just kidding. That would be your party. Interested in fat slash chubby guys. I'm not the type of person to hook up or have one night stands. Whenever I date someone, it's with the intention to form a lasting loving relationship. I'm not trying to be a feeder or fuck them and then leave them. So I've heard you guys talk a lot about chasers being bad. What? And that they fetishize fat people. Here's my question. Where is the line between fetishizing and simple attraction? I want to date a chubby guy, but I don't want to fetishize them or be problematic. Is there a way to respectfully chase? Thanks to you, Slops. Love the pod. Non-demon twink. Um, I don't know. Did we ever say chasers were bad? We. I think that there's like... I don't know. I think there's things that... I think everybody does bad stuff. Um... <laughs> I know for me. I just mean like it's not just. Oh, what is it? Well, I've told this story before where the guy comes up and he's like, Oh, grabbed your underbelly. And then said, How much do you weigh? Yeah. So that's a bad person. That's that's (laughs) fetish sizing, right? Like, here's what you only like chubby guys. So hit on chubby guys and say, Wow, you're so good looking. Or. Yeah, here's wow. the thing. Don't go into it with like a, a dynamic of like I'm a chaser and you're the fat, so I'm after you. Like go into it with a dynamic of like maybe this person's interested in me and I'm interested in them. And like let's go from there. Yeah, the size thing can come up later, but like make sure you like the person first. Of course, but I even think like even if you are if you're scanning a room and you're like these are the three guys I find hot because they're chubby. When you go over to them, don't be like heaviest bitch in the room, huh? Hot stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to go over to them and like say hello, tell them you find them attractive, interact with them as someone that you are interested in, and leave the specifics. Like, don't say to them, 
I want you to lift your belly up when you're fucking me and lay it in the small of my back so I can feel the heft of you on top of me. I know you love that feeling. I know they'll probably do that at some point when they fuck you, but bridge that, you know, like cross that bridge cross when that bridge the dick's in the ass. That. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not be something like, you need to be worried about up front, right out the top. Right when, the you, when you get into specifics, I mean, this... This is with any sort of fetishization, right? If you say the specific thing out loud, then you are reducing that person to just their their physical attribute. And no one wants that. It happens in life, wouldn't you say? Oh, it happens all the time. Right. But if someone were to say to you, Meatball, like... um. The, the you know I love guys with pepperoni nipples. I'd be like, oh, that's great! I have these really big ones. Do you like these? Do you like these big old fat peppies? Yeah, but stop talking. I'm only interested in those peppy nippies. I'd be like, oh, well, behind these peppy nippies is a nope, person. No, stop with talking. A heart I only want those peppy gold. nippies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then I don't think this is gonna work out because I'm a person that needs conversation. I'd right. actually probably be like, suck on these peppy nippies then. Shut your fucking mouth up and suck on these peppy nippies. I would just say, treat people like people. Don't lead with specifics. Don't, you know, zone. Zone, do it. Zone, do it. Chubby people know they're chubby. Yeah, say, I think the thing is, is like, there's I already like going to be... That is already just going to be at the top of someone's mind when you walk up and start talking to them. They're going to be like, okay, he's into bigger guys. Next thing. You know what I mean? That you, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't play into it at all with, at, at first. Yeah. Jigri. Jigri. Okay. okay let's, let's take, take a, a break. break. And we're back. I barely got into the episode, um, but I just had to call in and say that if Lalari was a pun name, which it most clearly is not, let me just say that, uh, okay. but if it were, it would obviously be Lalari, as in like LOL, lol, sibling rivalry, um, sibling watchery. That sort of furry uh, usage of those letters, um, but yeah, it'd be it'd be Lollary. Like she's so funny. She, she's the Lollary. I don't know. It's obviously not a pun. Definitely not. Um, but it would not be lottery. Okay. All right. Um, uh, goodbye. Now, can we get someone else to call in and say I, I carry a Chanel is not I carry a Chanel. The sheer confidence that this person had to, to like, call Ooh. in with the dumbest like law, like like lol, re watchery is not even a word. Oh, lolery, like lolery. No, it's not even okay. Watchery is not a word. Bob and Monet made that up as a brand. They're like sibling rivalry. Rivalry. We have watchery. a great brand. Now when we're going to watch stuff, we're just going to call it watchery. 
They're they're making that brand. So if Lala Re was their daughter, maybe that could work. But she has nothing to do with that. No, podcast. I don't. No, no, no. I don't think. I don't think that this person was saying that they are. It would be like I think they were just using that as an example, like the E R Y. Oh, so a gibberish word that exists in the world is the example for this gibberish word. That, a pun is it's a, a gigi- it's a gibberish word that we use though. People are like she's she's um, watchery things. What are what do people people use it for stuff? The country of it all. People say that. You're not going to say the lollery of it all. Mama, the lollery of it all. The no. Of it all, no. The, the lollery of it all, baby. No one, no the one lull. in the world has said that until you just did this because this person called in. And also, the you, lollery. you're hitting those hard T's. Oh, it wouldn't be lottery. A pun is a play on words. It can rhyme. It can be a slant rhyme. Our favorite thing on this pod. I'm over this call. I think you're stupid. Fuck you. Log off. Don't listen anymore. You heard it here first, bitch. I'm going to meet Lala Ree and bring her a scratch of a a, a a bag, a gift bag full of scratch off tickets. And she's going to take that quarter out of my hand and she's going to be like, girl, you got it. Because I'm like the lottery. Ow. That's all I'm saying. Hi, you fucking sloppy fucks. I'm listening to your podcast right now, obviously. And I just have to say that I have to let you know that I ate my boyfriend's hairy ass last night. And it was so good. You know, I'm usually at the bottom. But, you know, sometimes the bottom has to get, you know, a little lickle. A little lickle, 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 lickle. And um, I just have to tell you that it was amazing. It was amazing. I begged for it. She was like, can I please eat your ass? Can I please eat your ass? And then in the morning, I forgot that I even, you know, because I was drunk, that I even fucked him. He let me fuck him. And he was like, you were just like, please, please, please. And I think it, it is okay to beg from your boyfriend, who is normally the opposite of your style of sex, style of Sex, honey. Fucking sex, honey. ask because you know what? Yeah, you might be the top all the time, but you know what, honey? I want to eat that booty cat. And why the fuck mm-hmm. are the shirts sold out? I can't even buy a shirt. I can't even buy a shirt. You making me want to go to one of those kiosks to fucking go buy a shirt? And I'm like, girl, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trademark this shit. You know, like going to those motherfuckers, those shirt things. You know what I mean? But they make sure that the mom, okay, you know what I mean. Anyway. Oh, like she's going to print her uh, out. So what you're saying is you're drunk right now. So what you're saying is you're drunk <laughs> and it sounds like you're drunk driving. So, so on the wheel of a car. You're headed home, drunk and wasted, about to ask your boyfriend, oh, let me kiss you on the mouth. And then on the butt. And then you're going to call in and you're going to be like, you guys ever kiss your boyfriend on the mouth? How are you boyfriends that you've never eaten his ass? Ever. I know couples that have never, ever what? switched positions. Yeah, that's strict. You are the bottom and I am the top. Rock the boat. Work Rock the, the boat. Oh. Change positions. 
stroke it for me. What is that? Oh, Rock the Boat. You always yeah. talk about that fucking song. I've never talked about that song. No, we've talked about Rock the Boat on here, and then you played it, and I danced to it, and I still was like, I've never heard this song. It's by uh, Aaliyah, right? Yeah. She's on a boat. Yeah, beautiful Aaliyah. Change positions. Stroke it for me. Stroke it for me. Is it F sharp? Um, what do you think about this gall? Eating ass is great. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that um, you, I I don't think I've ever run across somebody who's never eaten an ass before in my time. Well, you know what I mean. In my time, like I I think that every one of my friends, male, female, whatever, have eaten an ass, and if not, we're not friends anymore. What about your parents? You think? <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Ah. Uh. Gross, it won't leave my head. <laughs> you know, the worst part is now I'm like stuck in a mind prison of like my parents' bedroom. <laughs> and now I'm redesigning the room in my head. I'm like, we got to get rid of this fucking duvet, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's probably full of ass juice. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pods and it's an email to Slop... Sorry. Oh, wait. Is there another call? There is not. I was just looking up um, Lottery's Instagram to see when she's going to be in LA. Send us an email at sloppysecondspot at gmail.com or call in with a fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly, Spiciest Meatball, and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and TikTok. So don't forget to also follow and like and subscribe to At Mom Podcasts on everything. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Mom! To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.